Welcome, welcome, welcome. The first episode of the Lunchroom Chatter Podcast. Um, this podcast um, I decided to create because you know how back in the day, back in high school, the perfect time to be blunt, to be honest, to just sit around having fun was during lunchtime. During lunchtime, you knew you can, you know, you can round up your friends. You can go. You could have fun. Y'all can just laugh and joke about anything. And there was no sensitivity. But now in 2019, like we have reached the point where anything you do, it offends somebody. You can give a dollar to non-homeless people and skip the tenth one. Everybody will disregard the fact that you gave money to non-people and focus on the fact that you skipped number 10. So with this podcast, I hope that as a group, we can come together, that we can we can laugh, we can joke, we can share stories and and that, you know, here it'll just be a place to just listen where y'all can talk to yourselves. Y'all can tell your friends about it and we can just, you know, be honest with each other. On this podcast, I will cover relationships, you know, in regards to love, things that happen in the media, because y'all know I'm from New York City. So I might talk about things that happen in like my city, which is the Bronx. I might talk about what's going on in the social media world in regards to like celebrities. So, you know, if if Kanye out here fucking up. If Kanye West is still out here selling socks that say Jesus walks for 50 fucking dollars, you best believe I'll cover that topic. So if y'all can help me share this podcast, y'all can help me grow as a unit. It'll be appreciated. You know, sometimes I'll have giveaways that I'm working on right now. So this is the Lunchroom Chatter Podcast available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and many more. So just stay tuned and. I hope you guys appreciate what's in store and what I have in the works. So let's get into the episode. Lunchroom Chatter Podcast, episode one. I would like to start this podcast off by giving a huge shout out to Trey Forever. That is, I am Trey Forever. You know, I hit him up on Instagram a couple days ago and um, asked him, was it okay if I use his music for my podcast, my intro podcast? He told me, yes, you know, do my thing. So I appreciate that, man. So follow I am Trey Forever on Instagram. Check him out on Apple. You know, look him up on iTunes and just support the brother, man. Good music, good content. Um, I would like to start this podcast off by talking about something I posted on my Instagram this morning. My Instagram is um NYC underscore story 718. But um, I posted a video of of a woman and um, she posted a video of herself taking off her waist trainer, but her waist trainer came off and her stomach damn near hit the fucking floor, which I thought was crazy because I feel like, you know, like women should stop hiding who they are because if you're a woman and you like you have ever been through stuff in life, it's like your body is going to have flaws. Like there's no way around it. Like unless you're fucking 15 years old, your body is not going to be flawless. You're going to have stretch marks. Your stomach is not going to be how you want it to be. Your stomach might hang over your pants. That's part of life. You can't live from like fucking birth until you die and have a body that's no flaws. It's not going to happen. It is impossible. Because I feel like, you know, that. I mean, that's just who you are as a person. You have to embrace it. But um, I understand now, you know, like in, in regards to like social media, it's like we just think that our bodies have to be perfect. 
And um, if it's not perfect, then we're a failure, basically. And um, that's not true because, like I said, if you're a grown woman and like you have had kids before, your body is not going to be flawless. You're going to have stretch marks on your stomach. And I mean, I understand it's like a self-esteem thing. Like, you know, especially now with summer coming up, the clothes you wear are not as long. You want to have on, you know, you want to have on your nice short set. You want to have on your sundress. You want your body to be looking fly. And I understand that, but um, a guy's still going to fuck you. I don't care how your body look. I don't care if you wear a fucking crop top with booty shorts on and your body look bad. I mean, your thighs is popping out like a fucking biscuit. You got stretch marks on your fucking eyeball. If you tell a guy he could fuck, he's still going to fuck you. A guy's not going to stop fucking you because you got stretch marks. Name one guy you met or fucked that was like, nah, bitch, I can't fuck you because you got lines on your legs. Nobody. No guy's going to turn down some pussy because you got stretch marks. It's just not going to happen. But like y'all go online and like y'all, well, not everybody, some. Like y'all compare your bodies to celebrities. Like everybody, everybody's body is not going to look like Khloe Kardashian who had surgery. K. Michelle, who has openly admitted to having surgery, and now she went back and like got her ass taken out. So how the fuck you get ass? You 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 get the ass taken out, bitch. If you gonna get some ass, just keep the ass. And like I mean, like there are a lot of good natural bodies online, also. You know, such as Tiana Taylor. She has a great body. You know, shout out to my man Iman Shumpert. I know he be beating that thing down. Because if you say, mm, Tiana Taylor, her body is oh, fuego. <laughs> her body fire, man. But I mean, everybody's body is not going to look like that, man. Like Tiana Taylor, she has reasons to lose weight. You know, in regards to like her career, her film career. You know, she's a model. She does dancing. So like she has to lose weight. Because you can't be on stage dancing around, prancing around, and your body is fucking flopping around. But in regards to like the everyday natural woman, I mean, embrace your body, man. Love who you are. Love yourself. That body's yours. It's yours now. It is going to be yours until the time you die. Even when you're dead, bitch, that's your body. That's your body, bitch. So just embrace yourself. Love who you are. And just, you know, like stop going out of your way to kind of cover yourselves up. Like if your stomach falls over your pants when you sit down, who cares, man? Like women are beautiful. I love black women, man. But black women, y'all go to like the maximum extent to hide who you are. Like some of y'all have gorgeous hair, man. Like I've seen women... Like, you know, take out their weave and they like they natural hair looks better than the fucking weave. Like I've seen so like so many women go in the hair salon, you know, they get hair, they get like all this, like this big added shit that like it, it clearly looks fake. And like it kind of makes you look uglier in a way because like I've seen some of these same females take off their weave and they look amazing naturally. But, you know, like when you look at social media, it's like, you know, you have to be exotic. Your hair got to be down to your back. Just all this dumb fake shit that nobody really cares about. Like 
Because, I mean, a guy's not going to say, I'm not going to fuck her because she has stretch marks. A guy's not going to look at you and be like, you know what, she's fine, but I'm not going to fuck her because her stomach kind of hangs over her pants. A guy's not going to say that. A real man is going to love you for you. A real man is going to take care of you no matter what. A real man is going to stay by your side regardless of your flaws if he really loves you. Now, if you have a guy that just wants to fuck you, then he going to fuck you and he going to leave as a lot of men do. But there are good men out here. A lot of good men will stay by your side, will love you, will cherish you forever, regardless of how you look. Because contrary to popular belief, there are men out here that do that. But if you get off social media, if you stop looking at these fucking memes, trying to determine how a man should be, how a man should act, like the qualities a good man have, and just step out into the real world. There are a lot of good men out here, so love yourself, love who you are. And you know, I hope every single woman that's listening to this podcast right now goes on to have a great love life, goes on to love themselves personally, mentally, and just grows as, as a person along with someone who loves you. So um, in my Instagram, I had posted a, um, a question. I said, who is the greatest entertainer of this generation? And when I say of this generation, I'm talking about from the year 2000 and up. And I put a poll where I can I compared Beyonce and Chris Brown. And um, let me put up the results real quick. So I said, who is the greatest of this generation? 64% said Beyonce. 36% said Chris Brown. And that kind of shocked me because I kind of assumed that I guess the poll would be closer because I felt like, and this is my opinion, I felt when um, Chris Brown first came out that he had the potential to be the greatest entertainer ever. Better than Michael Jackson, better than James Brown, better than everybody. And that is how I felt. But, um... When, when things happened with Chris Brown and Rihanna, his career took a downward spiral. And I guess, well, to me, it seemed like he kind of embraced that bad boy image. But before then, everything he put out was a mega smash, even after. But now it seems like he's kind of adapted the sound that so many different artists have. So, like, he's no longer unique. This is my opinion. But when he first came out, he was hit after hit after hit of just pure R&B. Now, some elements kind of lingered into the pop realm also. But we accepted it because he was hella dope. When he first came out with Run It, Smash. He had Excuse Me Miss, Smash. Give Me That With Lil Wayne, Smash. Say Goodbye, Smash. Popping. That was off the, um. which album was that? I forgot. I think it was the Chris Brown album. That was... That wasn't a smash. That was a hit. He had a wall to wall where he was getting down. The nigga was dancing. The nigga was dancing his ass off in wall to wall. Hit. He had kiss kiss with T-Pain. Mega smash. He had with you. Smash. He had no air with Jordan Sparks. Smash. He had take you down. That shit was a smash. I used to be in the mirror with my shirt off back when I was fat. I was gyrating, trying to do the moves he did on the fucking stage, in the video. Let, let me take you down. That was a smash. 
after that, you know, he had the pop song forever, ever. I can't sing, so look. That was a hit. He had Superhuman. That was a good song. He had um I can trans I can transform you with Lil Wayne. That was a hit. Deuces. Smash. But um I felt like, you know, like after he fucked up Rihanna, that's when his career was kind of going downhill from there in regards to like how to how um how the public seen him, but also in regards to like the kind of music he was making. Because um remember like like when he fucked up Rihanna, that was a bad look for his career. I mean, point blank period. We all know that. That was around the time Michael Jackson had died. Because remember, Michael Jackson passed away. And Chris Brown, he tried to... um. Well, he had wanted to do a, um, a tribute at BET in regards to Michael Jackson. They said, get the fuck out of here. So he had to wait. I believe it was like a year, two years. And he came back to the BET Awards. He did his tribute. He killed that shit. Wasn't even close. Dance moves look identical to Michael Jackson. Look like a pure clone of Michael Jackson. And Chris Brown can sing too. Now he's not the best singer, he, but he's not no Jacquees. Now Jacquees sang from his fucking nose. Jacquees cannot sing. Jacquees cannot hold the fucking note at all. I don't know what the fuck people see in Jacquees, but Jacquees is not that. Jacquees is not that guy. But Chris Brown, he could have been that guy. He could have been that nigga. He could have been that nigga. That was like that's the potential he had. Now, in regards to Beyonce, Beyonce, we all know she started with Destiny's Child. Destiny's Child, they had hit after hit after hit after hit after hit. Now, when she branched out and became a solo singer, now I was kind of iffy at first because um I like I loved Kelly Rowland better, but. You know, when Beyonce came out with her, like, like, like that first album, I mean, she was, she put that shit on the map, man. Like, let me pull up Beyonce's um, catalog right quick, you know, because Beyonce, she was flawless. But even now today, you know, like she continues to be flawless. But I feel like one of Beyonce's greatest abilities is the fact that she's able to adapt. Because, you know, if you came out that long ago, you have to adapt to still be relevant. And I feel like that is the issue a lot of artists have today. In regards to like Lil' Kim, even sometime with like Remy Martin. Like, you know, um, Tyrese. Um, who else? Who else? Um, Genuine. Cisco. Like, you have to adapt as time changes. And it sucks because these, like, the, the people that I'm naming... They are talented, but like you cannot keep doing the same kind of music. You cannot sing the same way. You cannot have the same hook as you did back in 2002 because like the mind frame and like the just the attention span of people is not the same. And I feel like that is where Beyonce, I mean, she's masterful when it comes to that. Now, sometimes she put out things, you know, I'd be like, you know, like it don't sound like Beyonce. But she's smart because she knows she has to. Because like if you stray too far from like what's like what's popular now, the shit sound like Yeezus. Back when Kanye West put out that trash ass album. And people tried to tell me, oh, that shit is, is smart. 
That shit is ahead of our time. The shit was trash. But Beyonce, like, like she does her best to put out content that's relevant, content that's still appealing to true fans, as well as people that's that's new to her. So I can't not, you know, I seen the documentary that just came out on Netflix, you know, where she was training for like fucking eight months for a two hour show. And I mean, like the time she put in the effort, the way she had to eat, the way she had to like do her body. It was it was amazing. To train eight fucking months for a, for a two hour show. I mean, the dedication you have to have to even do that. And then to get on stage to be able to sing live because Beyonce, she can sing live. So to be able to sing live and still hit every single move, I mean, flawlessly. Background dancers on point. Nobody missed a step. Beyonce moved her left foot. They moved their left foot. Everything was on point. And I feel like that is where, like that is where, I, well, I guess I would kind of give the benefit to Beyonce over Chris Brown because Beyonce when she get on stage, she put on a show. Like, you know, when you go see Beyonce, you about to see a movie. You about to see some Game of Thrones, Avengers, Endgame type shit. Because, like, before she hits the stage, like, she is never going to hit the stage if she does not feel confident in the product that she's about to bring. If Beyonce didn't feel comfortable or she doubted herself in any way, Beyonce would not get on stage. Because with Beyonce, any kind of, um, any kind of, I guess, show she puts on that is not up to par, she knows that, you know, it could kind of bring your status down. Beyonce, like, she's probably, she's probably the biggest, the biggest star in the world right now. Except Drake. But Drake is not the best entertainer. That is why Drake is not in this category. Because Drake can't dance. Drake is the biggest rapper in the world right now. But you can't tell Drake to get on stage and put on a fucking 30 minute show along with rapping and singing. Because he can't do it. Chris Brown can. And Beyonce can. But like when I listen to Chris Brown's music now. It just feels as if you know. He's taking a step back. And that's why I like I cannot put him over Beyonce because of that. He still puts out some good music, but like I don't know what the fuck he be thinking sometimes, man, because Chris Brown can be so much more than what he is. And um let me read to you some of the comments that let me pull up some of these comments that people said when I post what I posted in my story in regards to um the comparison between Beyonce and Chris Brown, let me find it. Somebody said, that is a legit hard question. I would say Beyonce. And the only reason why is because Beyonce always puts on a damn show. And there's almost always a theme behind her performance. But don't forget the fact that Chris Brown can dance his ass off also. I feel the same way. Somebody else said, I'm not even a Beyonce fan. I'm a Chris Brown fan. But I can't deny the fact that Beyonce gets busy. 
Yes, the fuck she does. She puts in work nonstop, 100%. But going back to Chris Brown, like he had the potential to be the biggest ever had he not fucked it up. Now, had it had been like a little, a smaller, I guess, mishap in regards to Rihanna, then maybe, you know, he would still be up there in regards to maybe being the biggest ever. But the but the um the fact that we seen um Rihanna's face, her face was fucked up. I mean, nose, eye, mouth, lips. She looked like she got beat the fuck up by Floyd Mayweather. I don't know what the fuck went on in that car, but he fucked her up. And like it's hard to come back from that because like back when that happened, like we was like kind of just getting getting into like the social media era that we that like we're in now. Because nowadays you can't fuck up at all. At all. And um that's just how I feel. So um Beyonce, Chris Brown. I mean, I would have to say that the biggest entertainer in the world, well, in regards to like th- this generation. Would have to be Beyonce, and it's not even close at all. So, shout out to Beyonce, man. Keep doing your thing because you're better than me, man. There's no way I could perform or train for fucking eight months for a two hour performance. Like, imagine having to practice for eight months for a big interview, and the shit lasts two hours. That just shows the dedication Beyonce has. The motivation she has and also the great team she has behind her to be able to hit every single note, hit every step and still be relevant all these years later. It's hard for some people to stay relevant after five years. The fact you could be 15, 20 years in in the game and still be relevant or more relevant than you were before says a lot about her, man. But shout out to Beyonce, shout out to Chris Brown. Um. Let me get into this video that came out online this last week in regards to um, T.I. He tried to pull up in his neighborhood. <laughs> it was funny, man. He pulled up in his neighborhood like at four o'clock in the morning. Security guard sleep. Security guard would not let him in through the fucking gate. So T.I. got mad. Mad and um decided to threaten the security guard at the gate. Now, normally, like when something like this happens, like I don't take the side of the person that's doing the threatening. But in this case right here, like I kind of side with T.I. because when he pulled up at the gate. The security guard was knocked the fuck out. He was asleep. The nigga was asleep, head dangling. He was in that good sleep. So T.I. took out his phone, took a picture and was like, yo, that's when the guy woke up. You know, the guy was doing too much. If you sleep, the guy give his name. He called up Tiny on the phone. She said, yeah, he lives here. Let him in. But he felt some kind of way because T.I. was being a little, you know, a little disgruntled. He was cursing at him. He was saying some things that maybe he shouldn't have said. But in the heat of the moment, it's hard not to, you know, say some things that may be out of character. So the guy was like, you can't talk to me like that. Don't I'm not going to open the gate. You can't talk to people like that. 
See, when it comes to that, now you're in your feelings. Just open the fucking gate. Your job is to go there, work, verify who lives in there, and let them the fuck in. Let me let y'all hear some of the interaction. Um, this right here begins um, after the the guy was already asleep. He woke up, and now he's having a conversation with T.I. in regards to letting T.I. onto the premises. Let me play some of this right now. T.I. trying to get in. He said, open the fucking gate. He's saying his name is Harris, which I understand because, like, him being a celebrity, like, you don't want to say your full name. So he's saying, my name is Harris. My name is Harris. He told the guy, you know, I guess his house address, but it still wasn't good enough. So that's when T.I. got ramped up. Let me continue playing this. Open the gate. I'm trying to get to the crib. It's four o'clock in the morning. Open the fucking gate, man. He was asleep. Open the gate, nigga. Now, T.I., he getting hot. He getting tight. Nigga about to get out the car. And look, let me pause it real quick. Look, y'all know when the black man get out his car. T.I. got a nice car, too. I don't know what the fuck this is. But when the black man get out his car, some shit about to go down. I'm surprised T.I. ain't smacked the fuck out this nigga. But T.I. know if that happens, you get hit with a lawsuit. Shit ain't worth it. Let me go back to the tape. Hit the button, man. <laughs> Just hit the button, man. All you gotta do is hit the button, my nigga. And at that point, that's when T.I. got out the car. You know, T.I. made some threats that, like I said, maybe he shouldn't have said. But, like, when it's 4 o'clock in the morning, I think he was drunk. You trying to get home. Being a celebrity outside, you know, like, say, for example, the guy would have told him he can't come in and now he got to go. You being a celebrity outside 4 o'clock in the morning, nothing is good outside at that time. So T.I. was trying to get home already. Like I said, the guard, he called up the house. You hear Tiny on the phone in the background. Yeah, he lives here. You know, that's my husband. Let him in. But the guy just in his feelings. You can't talk to me like that. And just left. T.I. outside. Now, eventually, T.I., he got inside his residence. And I guess T.I. was still heated. He was still hot. Because eventually, T.I. came back. And that's when, I guess, the arrest had happened. Because T.I. had went home, he got inside, and like y'all know sometimes black people, we can't let shit go. If we got something that's on our mind, that's on our head, we're not going to let it go until we find some kind of resolution for the situation. So, he came back, he was heated, he was tight, he said, my nigga, open up the window, let's have a man-to-man -man conversation. You were saying that shit before, 
You ain't saying that shit now. And what happened happened. But like I said, in this situation, it's hard to um to go against what happened and to pin blame on T.I. because he was trying to get home. Now, he said some things that he shouldn't have said. But I mean, what happens happens. But hey, man, shout out to T.I., the security guard. I don't know if he still worked there, but I don't know what the fuck you're doing, man. Next time somebody pull up, let them home. You don't live there. Your job is to secure the fucking neighborhood. So if they pull up and you get verification that they live there, I mean, yes, some things might be said that you might not agree with, but you got to get out your feelings, get out your feelings, let them home, continue your fucking shift. And that's it. But um, in regards to what I said earlier on the podcast about women loving themselves and, you know, in regards to men and things like that. A video has been brought to my attention right now on the spot of, a, I guess, a female cheated on her boyfriend and the guy put his phone up and videotaped him beating her ass. I don't know why he did this. And especially, I don't know why he posted it online, but he did. So I think this um is a great way to end this first episode in regards to how I feel like we should make better choices in regards to who we date. And this is for men and women in general, because some men are bad and also some women are bad. I know based on social media, it might seem like it's only the men that have issues, but women have issues, too. But in regards to this clip right here, I mean, I want to warn you, all even though you all can't see it, it sounds brutal because it is. So. I'm about to go get into this clip right now. So I hope y'all can learn something from this. After this, I'll give a little of my opinion in regards to what y'all heard in regards to what I seen. So let's get into this clip. And I hope that by me um, playing this clip and by us having a discussion in regards to this clip, that we all can make better decisions in regards to who we date. And in regards to who appreciates us, because sometimes we like we end up in bad relationships and we end up staying because we feel as if that is the best we can do. Or sometimes, to be honest, like we don't want to start over because, you know, like when you enter like the dating process again, you have to um, begin to learn who the new person is. You got to understand who they are. You got to learn what they like. And we hate that shit. So like we might have somebody who has flaws that might not be the best person for us, but we stay because that is what we know. And that is what we are comfortable with. But when the man puts his hands on you, you should go. There's no coming back from that. Like a man is not going to wake up one day and be like, you know what? I beat her every other week or every day. I'm not going to do it today. Like once a man puts his hands on you, like even if he improves, there's always a chance that that can happen again because that is what he know. So a man should never feel comfortable raising his hands to you ever. Even if you do something to where a guy might want to hit you, because I've been in situations before where like I wanted to hit a female, but I didn't do it. I walked away because. As a man, especially now in 2019, once you get labeled a woman beater, there's no coming back from that. Even going back to Chris Brown, 
no matter what he do, he can build a house for a, for 9,000 homeless people. He is always going to have that woman beater stigma on him because that is what happened. That is part of his life. So right now, um, let me take a, um, a quick break and um, we're going to get into this video and that's how we're going to end the podcast off. And I hope that you guys have enjoyed the first episode of the Lunchroom Chatter Podcast. And like I said, like, share, and we can, can um, continue this endeavor. So let's take a quick break. And we're going to get back into this video because it's crazy, man. Welcome back to the Lunchroom Chatter Podcast. And um, this right here, I feel like is the perfect way to end the show with a teachable moment because, like I said earlier, in regards to like social media, like every time I log on Instagram, I see relationships. It's hard to avoid because... It seems as if that is what the world is focused on right now, because it makes it seem like as if if you're not dating someone. Then you aren't shit. You're garbage. If you're a woman and you don't have a man, then you are worthless. And that's not true, because sometimes we are better by ourselves than we are with people. But we see our friends and our friends may have a great relationship from the outside. But we don't know what happens behind closed doors when they go home. So we have to stop looking at our friends and saying, oh, my God, so and so has a great relationship. They seem like they're so happy with their husband because we don't know what happens when they go home. When that door closes, they might begin to ass beat. But from the outside, we see cute pictures and we assume that everything is great. So um, let me get into this video. And like I said, um, it may be hard to listen to because the woman is being abused. The story is that um, the woman cheated on her boyfriend. So for whatever reason, I guess he decided to put his phone up and record him beating her. And I feel as if this is relevant to real life because I've seen women on my Instagram page who I know have been beat, but they still stay with the guy because they feel as if that is the best they can do. And that is not true. You are better than that. And you will always be better. A guy is not going to hit you and decide one day to just stop hitting you. He may be he may improve over time. But there's always the chance that he can go back to beating you because he's he's done it before. The same way a man can cheat. He may be better. He may become more faithful, but there's always the chance he, he may slip down that road again and be unfaithful because he's done it before. So I hope by me playing this video and by this last segment that um, women and even men learn to be better at who they are as people and make better decisions even with myself because we all make bad decisions nobody's perfect but let me get into this video um i'll play it from the beginning
This is where he knocked her to the ground. He's just punching her and abusing her. She's balled up in a ball because there's not much she can do. And like I said, I know y'all hear the sounds like he is legit abusing her. He's just kicking her and um, I end the video right there because that's where it ends. But And that's a sad situation and um, I feel as if, like I said, we have to make better decisions about who we date and about who we give our time to because life is short. If we go back to people like Nipsey Hussle, we see that like his life did not deserve to end. Like when you see his interviews, he talked about the future. Like somebody who expects to die does not talk about the future because the future is where they see themselves. In relationships, like we may date the wrong guy or the wrong girl and our life may end. Like if you look at that, like the NFL quarterback, Steve McNair, where he had a mistress and he ended up getting shot dead and she killed herself also. So domestic violence is not just subjected to women. It happens to men as well. So if you find someone who loves you, I understand like there's a trend that, you know, well, it's always been a trend that bad boys are more fun. You got to do this. You got to do that to be seen at as, you know, fun or as attractive. But having a guy that's not as sociable is not a negative. As long as the guy loves you and the guy's not insecure and the guy appreciates you and everything that you do, just respect him, love him. Because if you have somebody that's great, you may see somebody who you think is better from the outside. But once you get with that person, you may see that that person is not who you thought they was. But by then it's too late. So I hope that um, in conclusion, we make better decisions about who we date. We learn to become better people and that we see ourselves as the precious Jews that we are because we are precious Jews, men and women. So I appreciate you guys for listening to this podcast, the first episode ever of the Lunchroom Chatter podcast. So if you guys enjoyed, I hope you guys can follow my page on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and share it with your friends because. Episode two is coming next week. It'll be a weekly thing. And thank you guys for listening. I appreciate you guys for taking out precious time out your day. I'm sure you guys had other shit to do aside from, you know, just sitting here listening to me talk shit. But you guys tuned in. Y'all made it through to the end. So thank you, man. It means the world to me. So y'all be safe. Have a good week. Stay productive. Ladies, don't sell your pussy, okay? Do not sell your pussy. Keep it safe. And fellas, do not go around fucking everybody. Because if you do, you may end up with HIV herpes. I know y'all seen what happened in Coachella, but um, stay safe, people. I love all y'all. Peace.